And good afternoon. Peace and grace to all. I pray that you are having a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in once again to WHGE. I apologize for cutting off that awesome jazz. If you were getting vibed in on it, I do apologize that I cut that off and came right in. I've got to tell you, though, anytime you want to hear some real good jazz uh, and some funky music and some historical facts, you want to make sure that you tune in to Harmon Carey um, for Black History Facts and Reflections. Uh, that comes on every day at 6 p.m. Uh, with very, very few exceptions. So welcome. Thank you once again for tuning in uh, to WHGE. You're now listening to Rochelle Wilson, founder, author, journalist, mother of the movement, Make Some Intelligent Noise Justice Movement, where I advocate uh, to the best of my human capabilities for all things that involve justice and equality for all. I know that it's a very ambitious goal to even have such a movement, but because of personal relationships uh, and scenarios that took place in my life, I am compelled, I cannot seem to stop advocating actively for justice for all. And so that is my movement. And I use all forms of social media in order to advocate. I allow my voice to be heard based on my constitutional right to do so. And so here I am now. And, uh, you know, I plan be on being here. I've been here with you for the last two years. I've certainly been in the movement for the past four and a half years. And so it has been a journey and one that I am so thankful to be a part of with you. So thank you so much for staying tuned in and for giving my voice a platform. You can always chime in. Uh, if you miss the episode, feel free to chime in to my YouTube channel. That's Rochelle Wilson. Uh, and the underscore will be make some intelligent noise movement. And you will find me there on YouTube. Just Google my name. Uh, also, you will find me and I ask that you please subscribe to my anchor podcast, which then like tentacles branches off into a multitude of other areas so that my podcast and my voice can be heard by the multitudes of people. Perhaps the things that I am saying uh, you are already familiar with. And so perhaps you do not find it as impactful uh, as I would pray that you would. But there may be someone out there who has not been impacted by the truth, my truth. And so let's give them an opportunity to chime in on the conversations by Make Some Intelligent Noise, your host, your information, or your activist, your journalist, for you, we the people, Rochelle Wilson. And so I have just one or two announcements. 
Uh, but I have to start off as we move forward in uh, what I believe is the last week of Woman's History Month. And I've got to tell you, one of the reasons, again, that I'm slightly behind schedule is for running my mouth with Timeless Thomas, the journalist right before myself, who had an amazing guest and who is my dear friend. Uh, we, uh, we've known each other for many, many years, started together in the school system and uh, became instant friends. It was amazing. Her name is Tara Williams. She is now author Tara, and she is doing, as we say, big things, all right? So I've got to start my applaud for today off with author Tara Williams. Thank you so much for all that you do. I love you personally for all that we have shared together as sisters, as comrades, as friends. Uh, you know, we don't get a chance to talk every single day, and that's all right, because when we do talk, it's as if it were just yesterday that we last had a common union, the communion. And so I love you, Tara. You're doing big things with your books. You're writing plays. You are a bossing babe, honey. You are doing your thing. You're a boss, babe. You out there doing your thing, your damn thing every day. And I love it. And so I start today off, uh, today's honoring of Boston women for Women's History Month. I start that off with my friend and yours, author Tara Williams. We love you, honey. And so moving forward from there, uh, there's just a host of women that I want to give a shout out uh, and probably more than I actually have time to do. But some of the names you may be familiar with and some, well, perhaps you are not. Uh, I have to start off with my personal hero, Shiro, uh, who has long gone over, uh, Araminta Ross, Harriet Tubman. I love you. Thank you. You've inspired me. Uh, I'm going to be more like you as I grow up. And of course, also another hero, a personal Shiro to me, is Oprah Winfrey. She was told as a radio uh, journalist that uh, she was too fat, black, and ugly, that she would never make it in journalism because she just didn't have what it takes. And she inspires me because now she is Miss Oprah Winfrey, uh, who owns her own. <laughs> so, you know, she's a Boston babe and I've got to give her a shout out because she inspires me to keep going in the face of aridity and, uh, you know, uh, traumas and, and various different thing, adversities. You know, I thank her for her inspiration to me and all little little black and brown and, and, and golden girls and women uh, because they told her she would never and she showed them wrong, and, and it took work and determination to do that, and so I have to show her my love for that, and perhaps you're doing that, and so I want to give you that shout out as well to all of the boss and babes out there who was picking it up and putting it down every day, you're doing your damn thing, you're getting the work done, you know, routines, daily habits, things that you got to take care of, you are handling that, and so I applaud you, please know that Rochelle Wilson says bravo to all the Boston babes out there. And honey, don't let anybody uh, take that away from you. You better slay it and you better own it. You know what I mean? So uh, my love to you.
And I also want to give a shout out to, of course, you know the name Michelle Obama. Like, who doesn't know the name Michelle Obama married to that fine-ass uh, former president, uh, you know, uh, uh, Obama. And so, you know, I'm giving her love and I'm giving her shout outs because... She is, you know, no man can rise any higher than his wife, his woman, right? The women that are behind him. And so she is a boss and babe for all of her achievements and accomplishments, both individually, individually, the things that she has done. And the list is numerous if we wanted to go down that road, but also her, she's a boss and babe because she stood by her man, uh, pres former president, Barack Obama. I've got to tell you, she stood by him, lifted him up and helped him to run a nation. One of the most superpowers in the world. She helped him to run the nation, Michelle Obama. Thank you so much. And uh, of course, you know, the names could go on. I've got to give a shout out to my dear friend, Michelle Harley, uh, councilwoman doing her thing. She's living a personal life. She's handling her business in those personal areas and she's doing her thing, her damn thing. All right. At city council. So, uh, looking out for her people, her constituents, and even abroad as much as she possibly can, but focusing on her district and her constituents, making sure they have a better uh, quality of life. So thank you very much. Uh, Michelle Harley, Councilwoman Michelle Harley, uh, giving a shout out to my always, always, always one of my dear mama bear. I love you so much. Uh, please let's give an applaud to Mimi, uh, Melissa Minor Brown, House Representative Melissa Minor Brown, because she is definitely a boss and babe doing her thing, holding it down, uh, you know, from her perspective, legislatively all that she can do in order to see to it that we're on a fair and equal and a justice playing field for all. So she, sometimes women don't get the credit, you know, their face isn't lit up in lights. And so we don't always know the great works that women are doing because they're in the shadows and they're doing it, but they're still accomplishing the goal. So they're boss and babes. Right. And so we definitely say peace and grace. Shout out to Boston, babe, uh, Mimi, House Representative Melissa Minor Brown. I would be remiss if I did not uh, say the name Senator Elizabeth Tizzy Lockman. We love you, honey, in your personal world. You're doing it uh, as a mom. You're just amazing uh, as a mother. And we love you as our senator. Uh, you are not the senator for my personal district, but for what you do for your constituents and the other areas that you get involved in for all of us. I want to say thank you and bravo. And the list could go on for another hour if I started calling out every name of every woman who is doing the damn thing. So right now, I just want you who are listening to put yourself in those shoes, in that space, in that place, and know that you are a boss and babe, and you are getting the work done and doing the damn thing every single day. And for you, I say, bravo. I applaud you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much 
for giving Make Some Intelligent Noise, Rochelle Wilson, a voice of advocacy, actively uh, in advocacy. And again, you know, I don't want to talk about myself. I've done that enough. I've tried to introduce myself and be personable. So you know who I am. There's, there's no sugarcoating here. It's just me. Like these are my words, my thoughts, my reality and my truth. And I'm sharing that with you as an advocate in hopes that I may be able to inspire you and motivate you to get up and be a part of that movement for change, for reform, uh, for fairness, for justice, restorative justice, social justice, all of the justices that matter. And so uh, that's what I'm doing. I pray that I am being effective. And you can let me know if you appreciate any of the work that I've been doing in the last two years, the last four and a half years in this movement, show me that you appreciate me, show me that you're listening, that you're tuned in, uh, even if you agree to disagree with me on some subjects. Am I doing an impactful job? Have I inspired you in any way? You can do that by subscribing to my YouTube channel and always to my anchor podcast. Uh, my website is being developed. I'll tell you, yesterday uh, I met with some tech gurus, the people who are the gurus at information technology. And I, I'm a bumbling idiot at it on too many occasions, so I fumble my way through it. And uh, my former website, which was absolutely gorgeous, uh, the person who had created it, managed it, took care of it, uh, moved to Puerto Rico with his new wife and uh, stepdaughter. And so that kind of left me in a place of trying to figure some things out. Long story short, I lost the website, have no idea where it is or how to retrieve it or just it's out in cyberspace. So I'm attempting to do another website even better than before, you know, this is an opportunity for me to recreate myself and expression of my movement uh, and perhaps even a way to get more people involved and actually participating in some of the things that we're doing, uh, even though I do much of my work, my best work is done in the shadows behind the closed doors. You don't see me, you don't know I'm there, but I assure you, I am. <laughs> and so, um, you know, anyway, I am working on a brand new website. As soon as I'm able to get that up and moving, I am going to have to do it on my own. At this time, the cost of a professional information technology guru is outside of my economic budget. I cannot do that. And so once again, I am left to the wiles of my creativity and my ability to research in order to get a new website up and running so that you can find out more about Make Some Intelligent Noise. I'm always interested in telling my story, and there you will be able to find my story. So uh, keep your eyeballs uh, peeled for that one. Uh, that's coming to you soon to a website near you. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to share also in the news because it's, uh, you know, it's relative. It, these are things that are important to us as we move forward. Uh, I've noticed I was on a Zoom this morning, and there's there was another Zoom at IMAC. 
the Interdenominational Ministers Action Council, the new IMAC of 2022, led by Bishop George E. Gibson. Uh, bravo, we've had him right here in the studio. We love him. Uh, we honor and respect him for the amazing work that he does, both in the house of God and in the house of God. All right, so we appreciate you, George E. Gibson, Bishop Gibson. Uh, the new IMAC is hosting the annual Martin Luther King service on Sunday, April the 3rd at New Destiny Fellowship Church. Uh, that's where you will be able to find all of our good Christian folks uh, and, and maybe folks who are interested in learning more about being Christian folks, okay? So that'll be at the New Destiny Fellowship uh, Cathedral uh, uh, Center and that will be on April 3rd, 2022, Sunday, April 3rd. There, you will be able to participate in on the festivities of the Martin Luther King celebration and service with iMac, with iMac. Uh, also wanted to share with you, many of you are familiar with the advocate and activist by the name of uh, Dwight Davis. We know Dwight Davis. Uh, he's got 20, 30 years in activism, fighting and standing up for and advocating, actively advocating uh, for people of the black, brown and golden hue. And so this is his movement to help empower the people. And one of the things that he is now advocating for and has been this year, all of 2022. And so I want to stand with him, uh, Brother Dwight Davis, as well as Brother Jaime, um, uh, oh my gosh, his name is escaping me, uh, Salam, Brother Salam, uh, they are moving in unison to have, uh, to push a little pressure on Governor John Carney to get more black judges in our Delaware courthouses. We need more black, brown, golden judges in our courthouses, because that is certainly going to help a little bit uh, in leveling the playing field. And uh, yes, we're aware of the of the old terminology of coconuts, where you're brown on the outside and, and very, very white, uh, white thinking, white mentality, white privilege uh, in your production of thinking, you know, the coconut. We, we're familiar that they are real. They do really, truly exist. However, you know, uh, there's got to be some connection between the color of your skin uh, and your history, your lineage, uh, as well as your posterity. And so we pray that more black judges on uh, the, the benches of Delaware courthouses all across Delaware will certainly set a precedent for other states. But we primarily believe that in doing that, you're definitely going to have a little bit more balance, a little bit more fair and equality. Uh, we certainly wouldn't be able to play the race card with a black judge unless we could prove that they were a coconut. But hopefully we pray in good faith of a mustard seed. We won't get any coconuts. They'll be true and true and true uh, to their heritage, their lineage, even the suffrage of their great ancestors and ancestresses. Uh, but either way, let's get some pressure on Governor John Carney, the state of Delaware, uh, to get more black judicial uh, presence 
on the benches in Delaware courthouses. Let's do that. All you got to do is shoot an email, shoot that email and say, hey, I want more black, brown, golden judges. Let's get some uh, Hispanics. Uh, how many courtrooms have you walked in and found uh, a Native American? All right. What you would call in many places, many people call them Indians, uh, but they're actually Native Americans, uh, which is different than an Indian. Uh, so uh, different nationalities of people. The Indian is different. They're from India. And then the Native Americans are from here upon these lands. Uh, but anyway, how many of them do we see sitting in Delaware's uh, courts on the bench as a judge? I can't tell you that I know of a Latin American, Hispanic, Mexican uh, judge here in the state of Delaware. Like, I can't tell you that I know about that. So maybe you know about it and, and you're welcome to, to tell me what you know. And so that's fine. But we need more. We need more. We need more diversity on our judicial, in our judicial branches here in the state of Delaware. So put the pressure on Governor John Carney and shoot those emails. Don't delay and say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Do it now. Do it right now. Do it right now. All right. Um, also wanted to share with you, I thought it might be important for you to know, for those of you uh, that are homeowners, if you are a homeowner, all right, a homeowner, you own your own real estate, your own house or houses. You know, I want you to know that Delmarva Power, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, uh, the connectivity of electricity, uh, Delmarva Electric and Power Company is offering folks uh, an opportunity to, to go clean energy and to save by having solar panels installed into your home. It will help you save money. It will help us all collectively save Mother Earth. And I talked about Mother Earth last week, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna inundate you with that information again. God save our polar bears and and the Arctic system. Uh, God save it, uh, you know. But uh, to clean clean energy is now being offered. If you are a homeowner, you own your own properties, your own houses, or one house you have an opportunity to be perhaps qualified to get solar panels in, saving Mother Earth, but absolutely saving you money. How much money do we let fly out of the window every single winter, burning either oil or running our gas heaters like Delmarva Power uh, and Electric here for Delaware loves to eat those coins right up, right? Just burn those dollar bills. So if you want to save some money, just give them a call and inquire. Perhaps you don't qualify, but you know a family member who would. So at least just give them a call and inquire, find out, do the research and see whether or not you can save some money while saving the planet that uh, sustains us all. And in closing with the announcements, uh, really important to let you know that uh, Dawn Sparkles Fly, who runs uh, DVA, Domestic Violence Associ Association, uh, Abuse Association, uh, she advocates she advocates for women of domestic violence. Okay, she herself has had experiences, and now she has come out and is openly advocating for all women or men. All women are men 
who are the victims who are, have been victimized by domestic violence. And so her name is Dawn. Uh, her Facebook page, you would know her as Sparkles Fly. And so that's one way to get in touch with her to find out more information. Uh, she is trying to elicit as much support as possible, asking folks to volunteer for the United Way, for youth programs uh, that uh, are for black students for black students to improve their lot in life. If you are interested in becoming a volunteer to help our young black, brown, and golden students to achieve higher levels of success, we're asking you to volunteer at the United Way, all right, and, and just give some of your time and some of your energy. Maybe we're too stretched thin, we're stretched too thin financially or economically. And so, you know, people are just bouncing back from this whole COVID nonsense, right? And so maybe you can't give money uh, or maybe you can give money, but whatever you can give, please give to the upliftment of our young black, brown, and golden students. We need you, and we certainly need more black male educators to help lift up our students, in particular, uh, our black, brown, and golden male students. We really, really need more teachers for that, black teachers for that. And so uh, we're we asking that you volunteer. And what's the last thing I wanted to report on was something I thought was just a tidbit of information that might be relative to you. Um, so I did the Zoom today with PERCOD, a Partnership in Reentry Coalition of Delaware, PERCOD. And we Zoomed in, you know, I listen, and they are talking about trauma talks on the table, trauma talks on the table. And so the first question that any intelligent person would ask uh, in order to be engaged in such a conversation would be, what is trauma? What is trauma? Like, how do I know I want to be engaged in that conversation if I don't know what trauma is? And so, you know, we talked about what is trauma. And uh, I just want to tell you a little bit about what I learned today. But first, I want to, again, uh, make sure that everyone knows how appreciative I am. And I am Rochelle Wilson. Make some intelligent noise. Uh, I am the mother of the movement in as much as I am a mother who started an entire movement, left my career as a substitute teacher. I absolutely loved it. Did it for 12 years. It was my life's calling, I thought, until the justice system knocked on my door and apprehended my only child, my only sunshine, Justin. And that was 13 years ago. And so about five years ago, I started uh, the journey of a movement to liberate him and all others, bring it to light of what was going on in America, in all of the courtrooms, that it had happened to me and my family and my son, uh, but it has happened and is still happening to families all across this nation. So although I advocate for fairness and equality here in the state of Delaware, and certainly uh, for my son, Justin, I am advocating nationally and across the globe 
for fairness and equality, to put down any judge who would use his own prejudice and bias, racist uh, Jim Crow mentalities in order to sentence our black, brown, and golden populations, communities, destroying families. I advocate against that. So let's bring those judges to light. Let's change the system that makes them more accountable to their sentencing uh, guidelines and practices. Let's hold attorney generals uh, accountable for the part that they play in allowing black, brown, and golden people to be over sentence. So whether you're in the state of Delaware and Kathy Jennings is your attorney general and my attorney general, or if you're in another state, find out who is your attorney general, who is the person that you should be emailing and talking to about bringing more fairness and equality to these lands, uh, the United States nationally, but certainly let's start at home because it always starts at home. According to Tara, author Tara Williams, it starts at home. You got to mind your business. So let's mind the Delaware's business and get more fairness and equality and accountability in our American or Delaware courtrooms, courthouses with judges. And this is what I advocate for, uh, as well as a multitude, a plethora of many other things. But so be a part of the movement, join the movement by, you know, sending out the email and letting people know, hey, I heard it with Rochelle Wilson at Make Some Intelligent Noise, and I'm letting you know that I want and then fill in the blanks. You fill in the blanks based on what your issue and your passion may be in order to uplift and improve the, the life and the quality of Delaware citizens as a whole as a whole, all the way for everybody. All right. So that's what makes some intelligent noise movement. Uh, justice movement is all about. That's what Rochelle Wilson is all about. I am deeply guided by my heart uh, as well as my intelligence. And I'm telling you, I know the difference between right and wrong. You know, I took the red pill of truth and I left the blue pill pacifier uh, of, of, just false information, you know, I left that. So I'm living in, I'm living in the red pill and I'm so happy that I am. And I invite you to live in the red pill of truth as I have now uh, also done. So join me in the movement, show me some love, show me some appreciation that I'm making some kind of an impact in the world, in the nation, in the little teeny state of Delaware, in my neck of the woods, at least I'm being impactful uh, as I advocate for fair and just equality, justice uh, across the board. Uh, that's what I do. And so join the movement and uh, I appreciate you. So you're listening to Rochelle Wilson here at WHGE, the one and only black owned, black operated, black news information, black journalist uh, radio station in the city of Wilmington. We are the first and to date we are the only and no matter who comes up against that, we're still the first and we are still the only uh, to date. And today is, uh, what is today's date? Can somebody tell me? I've got all of my devices running. I don't even know what today. Uh, oh, yes. That's leading me to another point. Today is March the 19th, 
2022. And in just about 24 hours, we're going to be in that solar energy of Aries. The sun moves into Aries in just about 24 hours, depending on which, you know, uh, you know, how you, you want to look at it. Some people say, some experts say the 19th, some say the 20th, and some experts say the 21st. But it is within that three day, that 72 hour period, we know that the sun will leave Pisces and go into our Aries solar system. And so for all my Piscean loved ones, I love you. God bless you. Uh, we love you, Pisces. Beautiful, beautiful energy. Uh, to the Piscean. And so thank you for who you are. We appreciate you. I myself am an Aries. And so it won't be long now, knock on some wood somewhere. Uh, I suppose it won't be long now before I will be going into my personal soul's return. If uh, God willing that I live to see it, I'll be 59 years old uh, in the very first week of April, 59 years old. And ladies and gentlemen, it has been a journey. My life has been a journey to which uh, there may have been some ups and some downs and some moving and shaking arounds, you know, but by the grace of something more divine than myself, I am still here, still got my life jacket on, and I am still above water. Uh, you know, a couple of times I thought life was going to drown me. I really did. But that divine something said, nope, it's not time yet. Don't want you to drown. Going to make sure I throw you the lifeline and keep you above water. And so God willing, uh, the first week of April, I will see my 59th birthday. I don't have any plans. Maybe I'll spend it quietly or maybe I'll send it out, spend it somewhere hooping and hollering. I haven't decided yet, you know, uh, but let's pray to God that I do make that uh, and that I'm here to enjoy that with you. And so uh, I want to uh, tell you, as I stated, I know what trauma is, and perhaps you know what trauma is. So this information is for us to share and pass along. I would ask my Facebook family and friends that are still with me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I, I see that folks are writing to me. I just can't see the little teeny words. I apologize. Uh, blame it on old age, and I can't see them little words. Uh, but I love you. Thank you for chiming in. And I ask that you please share the video uh, so the word can get out. Maybe you already have all the answers, but there may be a soul out there who doesn't know and would, would relish and appreciate hearing uh, my truth and my thoughts, uh, and maybe they're in unison with your own. So share the video and make sure that the word gets out, give everyone an opportunity to do their own research so that they too can make some intelligent noise. All right. But what is trauma? What is trauma? The simplest answer, and when I told it to my son, Justin, uh, we talk on the phone, I told him the answer. He just kind of uh, did a quiet, solemn chuckle, like, uh, you know, one of those, right? Like, uh huh, you know, uh, and, and, and he found it to be quite interesting. But trauma is the emotions attached to a human being who has experienced a highly uncomfortable situation to which they had no control over the direction. 
They, they have had no control over the direction of a very uncomfortable, highly uncomfortable situation, scenario in their life, in their lives, and they had no control over it. And the emotions attached to that have caused them to be impacted traumatically, traumatically impacted. That's what trauma is. And this is coming from my, my beautiful turtle, uh, you know, licensed psychologist and counselor who has got years of experience working with the trauma-informed, especially our incarcerated population. I've got to give a shout out to the Boston babe, Miss Emily Evans. Emily Evans, that is my sister. I love her. Uh, beautiful little Italian woman. and uh, But she's a Boston babe. I call her my turtle because her energy is so... Uh, long-standing and slow and methodical and well thought out. So I call her my turtle. Uh, Emily Evans, you're a Boston babe for the work that you do. Thank you. Keep up the good work. We appreciate you working with our incarcerated population uh, returning home. They've been incarcerated. They're coming home and you're working with them and reuniting families. Because I assure you, ladies and gentlemen, if you have someone in your life who has ever been incarcerated for more than one year, well, even perhaps now, even one year would count, but certainly one year or more of incarceration, please be sensitive and compassionate that they have been trauma informed. This, I can assure you, they have been trauma informed. And so... Dealing with the experience of just being incarcerated, the, the moment you're arrested, apprehended by the police, and then you're held in a cell until the judge comes, and then you deal with the judge, and then he says or she says what they're going to say, and then you get put and you have to, you know, change your clothes into this orange uniform, and then you go into this bar, this room with all these bars and other people that you have absolutely no relationship with uh, who are also there and they've been traumatized. And now you have to spend the next uh, amount of time in a cage, locked in a cage with them for hours, 15 to 23 hours per day. You are in a cage with someone and then, you know, it flows down. So maybe you're not locked in a cage for 15 or 23 hours, but you're still in an environment you're in the environment with these people that you have no clue who they are and what they might be up to, what their shenanigans could be, and you're put in this cell, and now you have to cohabitate and live and survive amongst this population of people. That's traumatizing. If you've never done it, just, just settle that for a minute. Just just live that in your mind visually for one minute of that happening to you and feel the emotions that go with that. Most of us would be like, oh, sugar, I'm not, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm not interested in any of that. But think of the, I believe it's 1.5 million that do. People across America that are incarcerated, and, and please check me on the numbers. Uh, I'm not positive that that's the right number. The point is, there's more, there's as many people it seems that have been incarcerated as have not. And so it is traumatizing. 
it is traumatizing. And one of the things that I learned today, once I knew the meaning or the definition of what trauma is, I realized the importance of compassion for families who have to get back uh, in a relationship with the formerly incarcerated person. So now they're coming home. They want to get back into the, the love and relationship of the family. You know, most of them do, some don't. And for some, it's best that they don't because the family was already broken and trying to get back into a broken system may not be uh, the best move to make. It may not behoove you to get back into a broken family that is not working on their healing. But for those families that are able to work on their healing process with themselves and with each other, that incarcerated person coming back into the flow needs the compassion of the family more than ever before. Yes, the family has been dearly impacted. Children have grown up without fathers and perhaps mothers, and they feel harboring feelings about that. I had to live my life for 10 or 15 or 20 years without you. Now you want to come back and be a mom or dad? But ladies and gentlemen, you know, we realize that they've been impacted. We know that that has hurt them. It has traumatized some, some children who are now adults. We know that it has traumatized uh, the wives or the husbands or boyfriends or girlfriends that were left behind while the incarcerated person had to go through their experience to learn the, the lessons on their particular journey, the rest of the family or the, the, their common unity, they had to move forward. They had, life goes on and they had to move forward and they learned to adapt and deal with the fact of the loss of their incarcerated loved one. And that's not to say we didn't visit. It's just to say you learn to adapt that they're not there every day on a daily basis interacting with you as a family unit. And so some people, children and wives or husbands, harbor those resentments, that anger, that hurt. You went off to jail and abandoned me. You left me. You, you, you made a dumb choice and you know left me to hold the bag. Whatever feelings or emotions that those family members are holding, we validate them. The incarcerated person needs to validate those real, authentic feelings and emotions. However, there is a however, a little comma, let's pause and finish off the sentence. For those of us that were left behind, while they went off to learn their journey of incarceration, we were left behind to hold the bag or whatever, however you want to phrase that, whatever your phraseology may be. Yes, it hurt us, but let us have compassion. Let us have a sense of understanding that that person was probably already traumatized before they committed the offense that cause them to be incarcerated. Does, is anybody following me here? Is anybody with me? We on the same page? I know we're on the same page. I know you got it. I got it. You got it. So yes, 
Our personal experience is very, very important and we need to be heard. We need to communicate in healthy ways, finishing our thoughts, uh, being allowed to finish our thoughts without interruption. Do not interrupt while I'm trying to finish my thought. I'm pouring out my heart to you. But when we have finished doing that, we then need to sit silent and quiet and listening, attentively paying attention to what their response is. What are their words? What are they saying back to us as we listen to their story, their traumas? So the communication has to go both ways. And why am I talking about this? Because I'm telling you, here in the state of Delaware, especially here, right here in Lillo, Wilmington, I assure you, this relates to you. You can relate to the information that I am sharing with you. This is intelligent information that could cause you and your family and incarcerated, formerly incarcerated loved one to heal or begin the healing process. You got to listen. The incarcerated person, formerly incarcerated, needs to listen to his family, describe their hurts, their angers, their harboring feelings and emotions. But when they're done, they too need to be still and listen to what the emotions of the trauma of the person who was formerly incarcerated, the family. Listen. You got to you got to hear each other and effectively communicate. That's how the healing begins. That's how it begins. And to me, of all of the information that I've shared with you today on four or five different topics, as I normally do as a journalist, the information or I want to keep you abreast of as much as I can that I can be abreast of. I mean, sure, we could talk about Ukraine right? And Russia and what's going on over there. But, but this is what affects us right here. For us right here, the trauma informed, the families of formerly incarcerated loved ones and the incar formerly incarcerated loved ones are currently incarcerated loved ones. It's even harder to heal the trauma when they're still incarcerated. I, I can't begin to express that enough. So please have compassion. Please understand that people are walking around hurting. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're one of those people. You're hurting. I can tell you, I, I may even be a part of that. You know, got some really funky, funky news in the mail on Thursday that had me, you know, feeling how I felt about that piece of news and my response to that news is going to make a difference on how I move forward. So I've got to respond to this funky piece of news that I got on Thursday. Today is Saturday. I've got to respond to it. I don't want to. And it's funky, nasty, and unrighteous news that came in the mail. Just funky, nasty, unrighteous. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen, I know that I'm a Boston babe. That's how I can appreciate you because I recognize you. Real recognize real, okay? And I'm a Boston babe. So through those funky newses and through those trauma-informed events that take place in our lives individually and collectively as communities, I got to tell you, 
We pick it up and we put it down and we get it done. We do what needs to be done in order to move forward and to move forward with the quality of life, right? All right, we're gonna move forward with the quality of life. That's a boss and babe. And I know that I'm one. And I give thanks and praise to Almighty Divine, that which is greater than myself, that I have been made and built with that energy. And so I can even applaud myself. Perhaps you're giving me an applaud. I don't know, but I can applaud myself. And I will give a special shout out to the amazing woman, the Boston woman, who saw me at the bank, recognized me from right here at WHGE, and gave me a beautiful, beautiful compliment that she loves the show. She appreciates the information on the show. She appreciates my energy. And she believes in what I stand for. And I just can't thank her enough. I was not able to acquire her name, but I can tell you she's a boss and babe from the few moments we had to chit chat and make that connection at the bank. Thank you so much. And I pray that there are a host of other listeners, like a multitude of other listeners here at WHGE that can appreciate the work that we're all doing as journalists. Uh, and certainly my ego would love to ask you to appreciate my work that I do here at WHGE, the education station, the news information uh, for you. For our community, our black, brown, and golden community, and anybody else who wants to be a part of that, if you're if you're interested in being a part of justice, then you are a part of interest. You're interested in being a part of the WHGE 95.3 FM family. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and God bless you. And so, in the last moment of my show. I just wanted to, uh, and I doubt seriously that I'm going to have time to do it. It's already two o'clock. And so I've got to move forward for the next journalist coming in. I want to thank you for tuning in. I wish you all a wonderful and beautiful experience today. We're having great weather. Don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but today so far is beautiful, warm and sunshiny weather. I want you to know I love you. I appreciate you. Be good to yourself and be good to others because there's really, really good karmic event effects of that that kind of spreads out. So be good to others and be good to yourself. And remember, uh, April 3rd, IMAC New Destiny Fellowship. Also, please volunteer uh, with the United Way to help uplift our black, brown, and golden children. And we ask Governor Carney, we ask you put some pressure on Governor Carney for more black, brown, and golden judges in Delaware's courthouses. I'm Rochelle Wilson. God bless you until we meet again uh, next Saturday. I'll be right here by the grace of Almighty God. Please join me. I invite you to chime in to make some intelligent noise. Peace and grace, everyone, and back to your regularly scheduled programming.